Hello there, friends. It's Jimmy Maverick. Welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Maverick Podcast. Today, we are going to talk about tier-based rankings for players in half-point PPR leagues. Again, uh, depending on how your league scores points, has an enormous impact on the value of the players in that league. And um, while some players are very, very stable, like Christian McCaffrey, consensus number one, regardless of how your league scores points, um, there are many players that slide really far or really far down or far up tiers, depending. So you definitely want to check it out. Uh, a lot of good information here, and uh, let's do this. Listen up. It's time for the Fantasy Maverick Podcast, starring a guy who's going to help you win that fantasy championship, Jimmy Maverick. Hello there, friends. It's Jimmy Maverick. Welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Maverick Podcast. And uh, I I'm getting super excited here. We're almost to draft time. I got my first draft next weekend, so I'm really looking forward to that. I'm practicing a lot. I'm doing a lot of mock drafts. I hope you are too. And hey, before we get to today's topic, I would like you to please, if you could, hit the like button, um, uh, leave a comment, share this with your friends, and of course, subscribe. All those things really help my channel out, increasing my visibility. I do appreciate it. So uh, thank you very much for doing that. So today, what we're going to do is we're going to do another tier show, and we're going to do tiers for the half point PPR. Now, I've already done one for the standard point leagues, and I've already done one for the um, for the PPR with TE Premium. Uh, so you know we're just looking to see how players fall, and, and it, it's kind of amazing that that some players are rather stable depending on whatever league you're in. They have about the same tier value, uh, but. Uh, some players move around a lot. Uh, they, they really have a lot of volatility depending on how your league scores points. That's why it's so important to have that information when you're going into a draft to know who you should be targeting because there are good choices and there are bad choices in every single round. You just got to be able to find yourself the best choices for your league. Do the tiers. Okay, so uh, the way I do the tiers is uh, everybody in a tier is going to be within one point per week of each other, okay? So that means the best player in Tier 3 and the worst player in Tier 3, the difference between the two is about one point per week. And then when you're moving between tiers, uh, you can basically assume that it's about one point per week less that that player will get than the player in the tier above him. So that means that a Tier 5 player would earn approximately five fewer points per week than the Tier 1 player. Um, so that's, that's how I do my tiers. And the other thing is, is that I combine the running backs, the wide receivers and the tight ends all onto the same tier list, uh, because I hate separate tier lists. Um, darn it. Hold on. Okay. Uh, cause I hate separate tier lists. I mean, how am I supposed to compare uh, a tier three tight end to a tier three wide receiver? They're not going to be the same. So I'm trying to put all these key players in on their own tiers. Of course, I'm not looking at the quarterbacks. Quarterbacks are in con completely different track as far as fantasy football is concerned. So that's the way I do it. So let's get started. Okay. So half point PPR uh, tiers and starting with the tier one, the guy is no surprise. He's at the top of every single list, regardless of point schedule, but it is Christian McCaffrey who in half point PPR is projected to score 303 fantasy points. The only player that is projected to score over 300 points in this kind of league. Um, so that's very easy, quick and easy. Um, now, dropping to Tier 2, there's actually two players in Tier 2, uh, but I was considering putting the second player into Tier 3, but according to my rules, 
Both of them fall into tier two. Um, the first name, no surprise, Dalvin Cook, but the second name is Saquon Barkley. And, and, and this is the thing, man. I'm, I'm calling Saquon Barkley the highest risk reward player of this fantasy season. Um, and just the fact that he is going at the end of the first round or beginning of the second round in most drafts make him a very tempting target. Now, there's a million reasons why you don't want to take Christian McCaffrey. Here's some of them. Terrible offensive line, coming off a season-ending injury, playing with an uh, inconsistent quarterback in Daniel Jones. Uh, there, there's, there's a million reasons not to, not to consider this guy, but you also have to consider that it is a contract year. Saquon Barkley's next contract is based on how he's going to do this year. If he does terrible, he'll get like an eight or nine million dollar a year extension. But if he does great, he'll be in the upper tier level of uh, running back uh, compensation, which would be someone like uh, Christian McCaffrey or Ezekiel Elliott. You know, guys that are getting 13 to 15 million dollars a year. So that's what he's playing for this year. That's a lot. And, and and also, you know, his quarterback, Daniel Jones, who is also a gigantic question mark. Guess what? It is a contract year for him as well. That is, that's very good for fantasy. Anytime there's two offensive players on a contract year on the same team, they tend to do very well together. Case in point would be two years ago with Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper. Both those guys had career best seasons on a contract year, and they both got big extensions, although it took a little while longer for Dak to get his. But you, you see what I mean. There, there's, there's tremendous upside with Saquon. Just a lot of risk, too. So you, you, you take it as you can get it. But if, if I'm late in the first, if I have a late first-round pick, if I'm picking 10th and he's still on the board, I'm probably going to take him. You can't deny the value. So anyway, that's enough on Saquon. Let's move on to Tier 3. Tier 3 has five players. And again, they're all first-round players. Uh, but Tier 3 consists of Alvin Kamara, Derrick Henry, Tyree Kill, Devontae Adams, and Stephon Diggs. They're all fantastic choices. Great. Get them. You know, you can you can basically guarantee yourself one of these guys in the first round. They're all excellent choices. Um, you know, uh, I don't really have anything negative to say about any of them except for Devontae Adams is a regression candidate. Uh, oh, Derrick Henry's a regression candidate, too. Uh, but, you know, I, I think they're good. Oh, and you know what? Alvin Kamara, he's a regression candidate, too. But I think even with the regression risk, they're still worth the pick. They're still solid plays. Um I was kind of surprised here to see on the next tier, it breaks. It's a There's a big break between the worst player in tier three and the best player in tier four. Worst player in tier three gets is projected to get 251 fantasy points. Uh, the best player in tier four is, is projected to only get 240 fantasy points. That's a pretty substantial break between tiers. Um, and this is also the first tier that has second round players. And, and, and it is actually mostly second round players. Uh, but the riskiest player for tier four would be Zeke Elliott, um, who again, ranks as the best tier four player at 240 fantasy points. But you also have uh, some great second round choices. Najee Harris, Aaron Jones, Calvin Ridley, AJ Brown, Antonio Gibson, DK Metcalf, DeAndre Hopkins, and Jonathan Taylor. That's great. You know, you go around, you get yourself one of these uh, top tier, uh, top three tier players, and then you follow it up with a tier four player. Your team is going to be in really, really good shape here. Um, and, uh, you know, like I said, I think they're all good. Uh, but the one to, that you should be the most cautious about is someone is Zeke Elliott, just because um, he doesn't rate as well. And if you've got a choice between Zeke Elliott and Derrick Henry or Zeke Elliott and Devontae Adams, shoot, I think I would have to go and get one of those tier three guys 
instead. So it's just something to consider. Moving on to tier five. Now, tier five also contains first round players, and uh, uh, but these players extend out to the fourth round. So you've got a nice wide range in this tier that you can stay in for a few rounds if you play your cards right. Now, uh, the, the worst value player in this tier would be Nick Chubb, who's a first-round pick, um, uh, but is only projected to score 210 fantasy points. Remember, Christian McCaffrey is, is, gonna, is projected to score nearly 100 more points during the fantasy season than someone like Nick Chubb. Um, Nick Chubb is a very poor choice, for half-point PPR for the obvious reason that the guy doesn't catch passes. So it's a big red flag. But when I look at the rest of this list, it is mostly third and fourth round players. There are some second round players. Like, okay, you got Austin Eckler, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Those guys are second round. But then you got a guy like Miles Sanders who's in the fourth round. Uh, You've got DeAndre Swift, CeeDee Lamb, Robert Woods, all third round players in this tier. Here's some other names. We got Travis Kelsey, uh, Justin Jefferson, Joe Mixon, Chris Carson, Keenan Allen, J.K. Dobbins. So uh, you've got some really good choices here. And and again, if you play your cards right, uh, you know, in in, in the third and fourth round, you grab yourself two tier five players, you're going to be in really good shape compared to your opponents. So um, it's, it's just something to consider. So now we're going to drop another tier. We're dropping to tier six. And this is for the second round through the sixth round. And what you're typically going to find going out for the rest of the time here is that the, the, the worst value plays in each tier are the tight ends. And it's just, it's just the nature of the tight end. They're just, they're just terrible value no matter what just because of where they're going on the draft board relative to their, their projected value. So um, when I say, oh, the worst value player in this round is so-and-so, it's mostly going to be the tight end. In this case, that is the case with Darren Waller, who is the only second-round player to fall in this tier. And, um, but this tier extends out to the sixth round. So again, playing your cards right, maximizing the tiers, you could get yourself two tier six players in the fifth and sixth round if things go your way. Here's the names in, this, in tier six. Josh Jacobs, Mike Evans, David Montgomery, Terry McLaurin, Allen Robinson, Darren Waller, Kenny Galladay, DJ Moore, Cooper Cup, Daryl Henderson, Chris Godwin, Chase Edmonds, and Amari Cooper. These guys range in value anywhere from 187 fantasy points to 204 fantasy points during the fantasy season. And, and just listening, just looking at this list, the best value players right now would be Kenny Galladay, um, who is a, a, a tremendous discount. And what's the deal with the Giants <laughs> with their extreme value, high risk players? I'm not real big on Kenny Galladay. He's got the hamstring injury right now. He is a very high risk, and I might be downgrading his value very soon here. Um, But uh, for right now, uh, he is a fantastic fourth, uh, sixth round value player. And, And again, playing with a quarterback on a contract year. So there's upside there. So, so there, there is reasons to draft Kenny Galladay, although I do think he's going a little bit too early in most drafts, um, but you can't deny the value. It is, it is serious value. There's also um, Chase Edmonds, fifth-round player falling in this tier. That's also a very nice play. I, I do like Chase Edmonds a lot. Um, I think he's great. If you're going for a mid-round um, value play for running back, uh, I think he's a really, really good choice in the fifth round. Um, especially in PPR type leagues where there's some sort of PPR component. 
Um, you've also got DJ Moore, Cooper Cup, Daryl Henderson, and Josh Jacobs, all fourth-round players that offer a tremendous amount of value. I mean, Josh Jacobs is the highest Tier 6 value player um, in the fourth round, uh, and Tier 6 overall, actually. So, uh, you know, absolutely great target for the fourth round. I absolutely like that. Um, so, anyway, there are some names there. So, let's move on. Let's go on to Tier 7. Uh, tier seven is a little bit of a bigger uh, tier, so we got more players. This this is ranging anywhere from the third round to the ninth round. I'll let you guess who the third round player is, uh, but it consists of the following players. You've got George Kittle, Kareem Hunt, Tyler Lockett, Julio Jones, Travis Etienne, Robbie Anderson, Miles Gaskin, Adam Thielen, Chase Claypool, Cortland Sutton, T. Higgins, um, Brandon Cooks, Jamar Chase, Brandon Ayuk, LaVisca Chenault, Curtis Samuel, Deontay Johnson, and Juju Smith-Schuster. Great. Big, huge range of players. Again, this extends out to the ninth round. So you could potentially get yourself seventh, eighth, ninth round, get yourself three tier seven players. Uh, who are the worst value plays in this tier? Well, of course, it's George Kittle, who's a third round pick. Um, and then you've got players like Kareem Hunt, Julio Jones, Travis Etienne, all fourth round picks. Again, I'd rather have the tier six players instead. Uh, but some of the best value plays here, uh, the best ones uh, by far, LaVisca Chenault and Curtis Samuel in the ninth round. <laughs> They're both, that's both great. Uh, Brandon Cooks in the eighth round. You got Cortland Sutton and Robbie Anderson uh, in the seventh. You got Chase Claypool in the sixth. There are some really, really great options for value. And the fact that you could stick, you could get like three players from this tier would be very, very good for your fantasy team. And, and notice how it's also um, mostly wide receivers here. And when we talk wide receivers, I talk about wide receivers from the fourth round to the eighth round as being the best value plays in the in the league. This certainly um, this certainly validates that. Um, so let's move on to tier eight. Now, now tier eight uh, runs from the fourth round to the eleventh round. So again, you could spend maybe two rounds here, get two of these players. Um, this is a, a substantial. Uh, actually, this is this is not as big a list. Tier 9 is much bigger, but uh, we're, we're getting players ranging from 169 fantasy points to 159 fantasy points in this case. Um, here's the list. We got DJ Chark, Mike Davis, Mark Andrews, Jerry Judy, OBJ, Tyler Boyd, Debo Samuel, Devonta Smith, Michael Gallup, Marquise Brown, Javante Williams, TJ Hawkinson, Will Fuller, Jarvis Landry, and Kyle Pitts. Now, uh, of this tier, the worst value players, big surprise, it's the tight ends and the running backs. We got Mark Andrews as a fifth. We got Mike Davis as a fourth. That's a big red flag there. Uh, Javante Williams, TJ Hawkinson, both in the fifth round. But on the flip side, you got players like DJ Chark in the seventh. You've got Michael Gallup in the ninth. Marquise Brown in the 11th. Jarvis Landry in the 10th. Um, these are all really, really good value plays uh, for the fantasy season. So um, there, there's a there's a lot there's a lot of good stuff here. Again, you could spend two rounds in this tier, pick up those players, you will be in a very good position. So that's tier eight. Uh, now, uh, we're only going to go to tier 10 because once we get past tier 10, you're basically past the, the wide receiver fours and the running back fours and fives. Uh, you're, you're, you're way down the list. You're mostly going on speculative plays at that point. Um, so, you know, the tier nine is kind of like the last of the flex value plays. 
the last of the top 100 value players. And, and Tier 9 um, runs from the 6th round to the 14th round uh, as far as players. Uh, but here's the list. So um, in Tier 9, you've got Michael Thomas, Cole Beasley, Corey Davis, Jalen Waddell, Mike Williams, Damian Harris, Kenyon Drake, James Robinson, Henry Ruggs, Antonio Brown, Leonard Fournette, Raheem Moster, David Johnson, Logan Thomas, T.Y. Hilton, um, Marvin Jones, Ronald Jones, James Conner, Melvin Gordon, Jalen Rager, Russell Gage, Elijah Moore, Zach Moss, A.J. Dillon, and Daryl Mooney. So this is, this is a huge list, probably the biggest tier so far. And of the list, the, you know, the poorest value players would be players like um, Damien Harris in the sixth, uh, James Robinson in the seventh, Raheem Mostert in the sixth, Ronald Jones in the seventh, James Conner in the seventh, uh, Zach Moss in the seventh. But on the flip side, the best value plays would be someone like um, uh, Cole Beasley right now is in the... I want to say 12th round. Sorry, I can't read my handwriting. Uh, 12th, 12th round, we got Corey Davis in the 10th, Jalen Waddell in the 10th. Um, you've got Henry Ruggs in the um, 12th. <laughs> I can't, again, I can't read my, my handwriting here. Uh, T.Y. Hilton in the 13th, Marvin Jones in the 11th, Jalen Rager in the 14th round, Elijah Moore in the 12th round. Um, so again, here is here's a situation where you could spend um, you know another... Uh, three rounds, 12th, 13th, 14th round in tier nine, picking up these players. That's these are these guys are real key because these are like borderline flex plays, uh, borderline top 100 value. You know they, they they are they are the last of the top 100 value. Um, and you got someone you know like Michael Thomas, who obviously is not going to play for the first half of the year, but could be very critical to your team's success in the um, you know in the once you get to the fantasy playoffs because he'll be a wide receiver one level of volume. So the final tier is tier 10, uh, and these are players that range from 133 points to 116 points during the fantasy season, and it consists of the following players. So we've got McCole Hardman, Nelson Aguilar, Jacoby Myers, Brashad Perryman, Devontae Parker, Jamal Williams, Robert Tanyan, uh, Dallas Goddard, Michael Carter, Randall Cobb, Tyrell Williams, Michael Pittman, Trey Sermon, Rondell Moore, uh, Paris Campbell, J.D. McKissick, Mike Gesicki, James White, Noah Font, and Jonu Smith. Now, um, outside of the tight ends, basically these guys are not startable, but they are situationally available to help your team, you know, on bye weeks or because of injuries. Um, they offer, you know, they, they offer uh, a decent floor um, that offers some upside if they get the touchdown. Um, so, uh, and, and this tier, boy, you know what? I didn't run down the stats, but you can get some of these guys as late as the 18th round. Um, so the, these are guys to finish out your draft with those 15, 16, 17, 18 round picks. These are the guys you want to target. These are one this is, this is who you want to fill your roster with. Um, but you know, as, as far as like the worst value players in this round, Michael Carter, Trey Sermon, Noah Font, those guys are all sixth and seventh round players. Um, very, very risky. You know, I, I might, I might be willing to take a chance on Trey Sermon because he's playing behind a low reliability player in Raheem Mostert. Mostert's only a tier nine, so you know, uh, I, I think that the odds are better in Trey Sermon's favor. Um, but again, it's going to be a muddled backfield anyway. There's a lot of running backs back there. 
Plus, you talk about bringing in, um, you know, Trey Lance, who is going to be a rushing quarterback, who's going to score a lot of rushing touchdowns. It's going to vulture touchdowns away from the running backs on this team. Um, you know, again, it's just a very risky play. And that's why I've kind of faded Trey Sermon after being very bullish on him earlier in the year is because of that, that quarterback change situation and what that's going to do for the overall opportunities related to the running backs in San Francisco. But as far as good value players, I mean, you got McCole Hardman as a 13th round pick. Nelson Aguilar is a 15th round. Jacob E. Myers is a 14th round. Brashad Perryman is a 17th round, although I'm fading him. Uh, he's not been playing well uh, in the preseason, and they're, they're moving him down like as the fourth wide receiver on that team. But on the flip side, you got Tyrell Williams, uh, who's an 18th round pick again, situationally in a very good position here, especially if Brashad Perryman gets cut. Then he's going to be the one. That's that's crazy. But there could be a potential for startable fantasy value. Okay, um, we've got uh, Randall Cobb in the 17th round. We've got Paris Campbell in the 16th round. So there's there's some really good choices here to close out your draft with. Is to get maybe one or two of these guys um, to kind of just flesh out your your running your wide receiver core uh, for the most part. These are mostly wide receivers we're talking about, and have some depth there. Have have some have, have a depth play that situationally may be someone that you could start on any given week. So there you go. So that's it. That's the top 10 tiers for, um, you know, for half PPR leagues. And again, you got to take tiers with a grain of salt. I, I, I don't like to use tiers when I'm doing my drafts because it tends because I look situationally at a number of factors regarding players. When, when you get my app, My Perfect Fantasy Draft, um, you'll see that I rate players on four key stats. Value is only one. Tiers are pure value rankings, okay? Um, so value makes up 30% of my VORC score, but it's also their outlook as far as what's their volume, what's the situation, are they playing with a new quarterback, are they um, you know, on a team where they lost their offensive coordinator, is it a team with a new coach, you know, these things all have positive and negative impacts on their outlook score, um, likewise their consistency and their reliability, super important, tiers don't look at, at, at that at all, you know, I mean, it's just looking at it straight up, how many points is this player going to get, and what tier does that put them into? So, so I don't like to use it at, as a point of contention. Like if, if, if there's a tier six and a tier seven player, but the tier six player has a poor outlook and poor reliability, well, I'm going to go for the tier seven guy because I know I can count on that guy better. And, and that's a better way to, to, to use it. Um, but uh, anyway, I, I do invite you to go to my website, fantasyfootballmaverick.com. You can check out my app for free. All you got to do is just sign up. Um, you can access a limited version of the app. You can look at the standard points list. Uh, you can look at the value rankings there. You'll see uh, the notations about the players, links to news about the players, uh, you know, what's their consistency and reliability and, and outlook. How does that all look? Um, it's a really good resource. And if you like it, you can subscribe for only $19.95. That will unlock all the features of the app. And it will uh, allow you to access all the lists with all the various point schedules. You can even create your own custom point schedule if you want. Um, but it will uh, it will unlock all the filters, all the player filters, 
all the um, uh, the draft mode for all the different sizes of leagues that that you're in from 18 to 16 team. Um, so it's it's all very helpful. It's a great draft day tool. You you run it in parallel with your draft, and it just helps to recommend players at each round of the draft. It 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 literally breaks the draft down round by round based on the size of your league, your draft position, and shows you uh, each little pod of players between your current pick and your next pick. But instead of having it ranked by their draft position, their expect their ADP or whatever, it ranks them by their VORC score. So the, the value, the outlook, the reliability, and the consistency, they get points based on how they do on each of those four categories. Those points are added up. That's the VORC score. And in each round in draft mode, it's sorted by the VORC score. So what you need to do, just focus on the players at the top of the list, ignore the players at the bottom of the list. It makes it super easy to find the right players. And, and uh, I, I hope you've watched some of my other mock drafts where I utilize the tool. It's very, very helpful in helping you strategize from round to round what players you should be targeting. Who should you be targeting? Who should you be avoiding? And, and the best part is, is that if a player falls uh, from like, let's say you're from the third round where he's expected to go to the fourth round, you can restore him into the fourth round list and you can see his work score, his work score will be modified because the value will change because we're, we're basing it against a fourth round pick as opposed to a third round pick. Um, and uh, there's a number of cases where a player that I would not consider in the third round becomes a great choice in the fourth round. It happens all the time. There's also many cases where a guy's a poor choice in the third round. Guess what? He's still a poor choice in the fourth round. Just don't get him. Don't bother with that player. It's very, very helpful that way. So I invite you to go check it out. Again, fantasyfootballmaverick.com is where you'll find the app. And uh, you can try it out for yourself. And you can let me know what you think. Leave a comment down below. So thank you very much for watching this video. I hope you found it uh, informative. And uh, if you have any questions, you want to talk about any of these players, leave a comment down below. I do appreciate it. All right. Thank you so much, everybody. Have yourself a great fantasy week. Week.